Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we're going to talk a little more about Multiverse of Madness. You know, Ms. Marvel starts this week, so we're going to do one more, one last feedback roundup. All that right of this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, how are you, my friend? And I'm great. How are you? You know, I'm doing good, doing good. In the middle of like big casting season hot panda summer as i've been calling it <laughs> it is a lot it is a lot it's a lot of it's not just marvel it's everything yeah everything is coming out right now and i'm loving it it's freaking awesome and i love getting to come on here and chat with you guys about it and it's just been great it's been freaking great i'm excited for this movie to be on disney plus by the end of this month oh yeah right yeah i guess I'm that's ready. that's a big piece of news by what is it end of june like june 22nd or something like that i think yeah, I saw. it's real close to the end of this like second to last week yeah 25th or something somewhere like that. in there they're dropping dr strange and the multiverse of madness um man i have to mention it on this podcast because this is our biggest platform uh you know the most listeners so i just have to mention go see everything everywhere all at once or like or rent it or whatever you can that may be one of the best. I mean, it is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It is absolutely amazing. It was so good. Oh my goodness, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It was beautifully shot. So beautifully shot. I don't know if you know my. Have I talked to you ever about the Daniels? My my experience with those two directors, those directors of that movie. Mm-mm. I don't know them or anything. I, I just so years ago I watched a music video and I absolutely loved it. And I decided to like kind of keep an eye on those directors. And it turns out it was them. They did the turn down for what music video. Oh, that's why it's so awesome. Yeah. Do you remember that music video? Of course I do. It's so the, good. The- yes. Yes. That, and and it's, they do a lot of weird stuff with bodies <laughs> and like movement and like cr- just crushing through the floor. Yeah. They, they break through all the floors and people dancing. But what I always loved about that music video is the sort of like. I don't know, like the how they don't clean up the world. It doesn't feel like a clean club environment. People are like dancing. <laughs> At one point, a girl is like shaking her butt, but she's shaking it up against a tower of paper towels in the corner. And it just cracks me up every time. Anyway, I love the turn down for what music video. And so like years later, I've been following those guys. And then they ended up like winning or at least getting nominated for the Oscar for Swiss Army Man. Oh, yeah. The Radcliffe movie. Yeah. That's them. I love that movie. That was Paul Dano, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's them. And then now they've done everything everywhere all at once. And it is maybe my favorite movie of all time. It's so freaking good. <laughs> I, it's like I just saw it last week. So like, it's hard to say that. But it is really high up there for me on like one of my favorite single movies like that's not in any kind of canon. It's just like a single singular thing. And it is amazing. I highly recommend it. Uh, if anybody will, if you get a chance check it out it's still available in a lot of places they have like one showing a day or whatever and i've i've mm-hmm. gone to it twice already this week so <laughs> wow it's really fucking good it's so good and, and if you like like you know geeky stuff it's up your alley even if it doesn't seem like it at first like give it a give it a minute it's so good um okay we're here to talk about dr strange though uh it's not far off yeah not dissimilar themes <laughs> from uh <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once, honestly. Uh, like, actually, in multiple ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. you should, yeah. If you like this, you'll like that. It, it's very different, but it's, it's, it's similar. Um, okay. So, let's talk about uh, these uh, feedbacks. Uh, f- up first, we got mm, 
Kayan Gooden, I believe, on Gmail says, I feel like I indulge myself way too hard with spoilers to the point that by the time I get to the movie, I'm a little too well informed and it doesn't surprise me. Loved No Way Home, but I knew way too much going in, except this time. This movie blew me away and took my plot expectations and shredded them. I was expecting (sighs) Wanda, America, and Doctor Strange to partner up and fight the Illuminati. Or they were breaking Strange out. Either way, I was way happier with this. (laughs) I'm not one for darker movies or gore. Uh, The eyeball yeet (laughs) definitely freaked me out. But this, this is chef's kiss. Amazing, brutal. The pacing was perfect and felt much longer than two hours in a good way. Kind of glad Tom Cruise didn't show up as Iron Man. No offense. (laughs) No offense. Uh, TC. No offense, TC as in Tom Cruise. No offense, Tom Cruise. Got it. Um, (laughs) Elizabeth's acting blew me out of the water. That moment where, for a solid four seconds, she just stared into the camera. I don't think I took a breath. <laughs> yeah, it's like she's looking right at you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Wanda is dead in this universe? Maybe? Uh, if I am understanding that correctly. But the end of WandaVision, uh, we get Vision back. It stands to reason we will say hello again. Um, I was kind of expecting him to show up. So, are we going to see Wanda again? Maybe different Wanda? You can't just deliver a line that hefty and not follow up on it down the line. The last credit scene, Marvel is trolling us. <laughs> uh, they have so well trained us to sit till the lights come on. I hope you I can sweet f- summer child. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I can find pizza balls in the near future. Uh, those look so tasty. Uh, cool. Sign off here, <laughs> Pepper. So it was Cayenne. Oh, yeah, Cayenne. I get it. Cool. Thanks, Pepper. Thanks, Pepper. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I dig it. I dig it. Um, I don't know. Do you think we'll see Wanda again? And what will Wanda and Vision's relationship be if we see them again? I don't think that there is going to be much of a relationship with that unless he somehow gets all his like powers and emotions back. But he gave him back his, the memory of what happened with them correct yes so he has so he does have the memory but he's not him and he Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like he is that person he hasn't had the experience even though he has the memories but also wanda's not that same person anymore so i don't think she's she didn't she sure didn't go find a universe where she had a vision (laughs) that's true or just the children if they're you know but i guess in a lot of universes there wasn't a vision because he never had to be made and those kids could be with somebody else, yada, yada, yeah. multiverse. Um, but she sure didn't go back and find one with him. <laughs> That's true. I wonder, I wonder what the, I wonder what in other universes happened to vision. Um, the fact that he's just not there and without ever mentioning it. If the Ultron bots were there, that would mean that the um, Ultron initiative thing worked out um, because I'm pretty sure that Reed Richards was involved with that in the comics so he might have made it work where tony stark didn't in the comics it was hank pym originally was it pym i thought the reed richards had something to do with it he may have at some different point i mean you know ultron's been a character that's kind of like had different reboots and different ways they've used him but uh 
Hank Pym's like the originator of Ultron in the comics, but okay. they, they replaced him with Tony Stark in this version um, for expediency because Tony's and even they even say makes like sense. Well, they also they also left it kind of open because they say uh, in in Age of Ultron, they're like, we could dust off that I- old idea that they, there, there was. And like, it's almost like, oh, well, maybe it was Hank Pym. Yeah. But, you know, Tony finally has the you know knowledge to complete it now that he's completed all these Iron Man suits. Yeah. And particularly has the Mind Stone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, if it worked, there'd be no vision. Right? Yeah. 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 I, I think we're going to get a Wanda again. And if mm-hmm. we get a Wanda again, they've got to give us at least a moment with vision or like white vision. Just even if they, you know, they, they don't have any relationship, just like the idea of them interacting again would be really big for fans. I think. Yeah. Where did he go? <laughs> yeah. I still think Wakanda. I still think, yeah. that's, I think it's very possible to see him in Wakanda. Cause that's like the last thing he remembers from before. Mm-hmm. But, I, oh, 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 and, I and, and, uh, Shuri had downloaded a bunch of his like brain or whatever because she was trying to uh, fix him, fix or, or copy his consciousness. So I have a feeling he might go there to like seek part of himself or something. Yeah, that, I don't that'd know. be nice. Yeah, maybe they can spray paint him the correct color. <laughs> I'm sure they have that technology. They have everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Match my skin tone. <laughs> just yeah, just see vision like. Bursting out like a little palette every time, a little makeup palette. Oh, melting. Yeah. <laughs> like death becomes her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I, I I think we'll see. I think we'll see Wanda again. I don't know if it'll be this Wanda. I think they're saying this Wanda is dead for now. We'll see if that persists forever. If the Scarlet <laughs> Witch is gone forever. Yeah. No. 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 I want her to just learn how to control it. <laughs> yeah. And Best yeah. of both worlds. Absolutely. Ashley Durava on Gmail says, Hey, Matt, Jeff, and Ashley. Uh, I liked Mom a lot, but I have a couple questions about the movie. How does America discover how to control her powers at the end? Uh, maybe I missed it in my first showing. Also, if Wanda and the kids are in multiple universes, does Vision... Does Vision... <clears throat> Oops. I guess is Vision. Uh, let me know what you think. Ashley D. Um, How did we just talk about We that? literally just talked. Yeah, that's funny. It's, it's so funny when we have a conversation right before the question's asked. Um, so the other question, how did she f- figure out how to work her powers in the end? I think it's like, it's that balance of fear and love that a lot of characters have to go through to, to figure out their powers. Because you can always activate your power when you're terrified, mm-hmm. but it's being able to hone it in with that other side of you to kind of get it. And I think that it was like the, the final moment. She's definitely going to kill everybody. It's do or die. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's a little bit at the end. I'm trying to remember exactly the conversations they have. Cause there's definitely like, I, I also, I think there's a little bit of like, I mean, it's definitely like, you know, a movie trope of it, she she just figures it out right when she needs to, you know, right. And she's gone through all this stuff. And I think the trust that Doctor Strange puts in her gives her a little bit of like the thrust she needs to move forward and do the thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, and him turning her and be like, no, you need to do it. Like, mm-hmm. you're the only one that can do this. And I think that like pressure combined with having gone through a bunch of jumps in this last few uh days and learning to understand her powers talking to dr strange i think she just like that moment it clicks now we'll see i i'm guessing that means that next time we see her 
Yeah, well, she's also training, so training to be a sorcerer. So hopefully that'll help her just like hone in that ability even more. Yeah. Well, it's funny. At the end, she's like, I can kick holes into the universe, but I can't figure out how to open the thing. The sling ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <is> weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, we got Spencer Hamilton on Gmail says, hey, Jeff, Ashley and Matthew. Uh, been listening to y'all for four plus years. Hey, thank you. But I've never gotten the nerve to write in, but I had an interesting experience and your podcast helped me get through it. So I just had to share. Okay. Thank you for writing in, Spencer. I'm feeling like I'm going to get emotional on this one. What does the TLDR? What too long kids- don't, too long didn't read <laughs> is what TLDR means. Um, TLDR is that I got wounds on both my feet and became infected. Um, I'm type 1 diabetic and suffer from neuropathy, so it very quickly became a life-or-death situation and landed me in the hospital on the Monday before Doc Strange hit theaters. My biggest fear is losing my feet, and that almost became a reality, but thankfully, um, I was able to avoid it after five days in the hospital. It was a horrific experience, uh, but a big part that helped me through it was having the MCU cast to keep me company. Ashley, Jeff, and Matthew, you truly got me through some long nights, and I just have to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I've got more good news. When I was first admitted, I realized I'd missed my Thursday showing of Mom. My brother surprised me by finding a decent tickets at showings every day this week. (laughs) Just just on the off chance I'd be able to go. That's so sweet. Um, But since I'm temporarily in a wheelchair, he ended up going the extra, extra mile and wheeling me to the wheelchair excess seats for a showing today. Your brother's the hero. Yeah, I I love your brother. Uh, I honestly wasn't sure... I'd uh, be able to see it in theaters at all, let alone opening weekend. Um, sorry. Yeah, see, I, it made me emotional that you thank us for helping you through an experience like that. That sounds terrifying, Spencer. But then your brother being the hero that he is, and that's just so thoughtful, so freaking yeah. thoughtful. Like, putting forth the work to be like, you know, you know, whatever it is. It's like, buying a ticket every day is not that bad. You can afford to, for that, ex- for, for, for helping a brother out like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's just so sweet to be that thoughtful. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, tell, give him a hug for us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thoughts on the movie. All right. Now we turn to the, turn to the Let's movie. Let's get serious. Yeah. Now I'll wipe my tears here. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Um, thoughts on the movie. I loved it. Well, let me clarify. I loved it as a Sam Raimi movie. Huge fan, and Ashley, please start a horror podcast. <laughs> uh, I liked it as a Doctor Strange movie, but I'm not sure I liked it as an MCU movie. It pains me to say it, but I just couldn't swallow the inconsistency of some of the character arcs. Wanda going full villain, like multi-murderer villainous, after living through all the stages of grief in WandaVision felt wrong. And Strange's arc in the movie was strangely, sorry, couldn't help myself, exactly the same as his first movie. The first one was, it's not about you. And this one was, you don't always have to hold the knife. Which is literally just a better written version of the first. (laughs) 
His arc in Mom seems to completely forget where he is at emotionally in Infinity War. Other than that, I could go on and on about how much I loved this movie outside of previous MCU entries and how much fun I had in the theater, but I won't. Since this email is already long, again, thank you. Thank you for all the opportunities you give this community to come together and express their MCU joy. 3,000, etc., etc. Y'all rock, Spencer. Spencer, that email is incredibly meaningful to us. Thank you <laughs> so freaking much uh, for writing in and write in anytime. Don't don't feel don't feel shy about it. Feel free to write in anytime. Um, and I'm so glad that your feet are on the mend. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope that that continues and that they get well taken care of. That is a, the idea of losing your feet is a scary, scary thing. Whew. And again, give your brother a hug. That's that's the sweetest. Yeah. Um, as for you know, I I know you saw this thread going on the Stranded Panda chat. Someone wrote on the Stranded Panda chat last week. That after we had a lot of conversations about it on last week's episode, was Wanda's character consistent uh, on the, that episode? Uh, someone wrote like they they thought Wanda's character was thin. Oh, I know. I'm gonna let you take this one. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get real emotional about it. I know mm-hmm. you got you passionate. I don't <laughs> think Wanda's character is thin at all. I, I I think there's something to be said for wh- exactly what Spencer's saying here that like the. The, the arc in WandaVision led her to a place where it feels weird that she'd need to kind of go through that arc again. But, Darkhold aside, because I, I just kind of don't like the Darkhold as a... I don't like to excuse her actions to the Darkhold, because it make, cause I don't think the movie wants us to. I think the movie wants us to believe that she really wants to do this, that it's not just a mind-control situation, you know? Mm-hmm. But... What I really thought about, I, I, I thought about this guy who wrote that, and I just wanted to respond to it. And, and it, it, to his credit, he, he liked my response. So he was not, uh, he didn't push back on it at all. But mm-hmm. like the, the idea that Wanda is thin, like she's really a, her character has been through so freaking much. Mm-hmm. And she has made the right decision, in quotation marks, over and over and over again yeah and she's always tried to do the right thing and every time she does that they save the world but wanda always loses something big (laughs) yeah i had never really thought about it that way but like every time she does the right thing i said i wasn't gonna get involved no no yeah you're good (laughs) with cap everybody was like she killed all those wakandans in that place it's like well no she didn't People were going to die that way that day, regardless, because it was either down there where what's his face blew up the bomb that Cap missed. So what she did was try to solve the problem that was in front of her. She tried to send it up. But if she didn't send that up, everybody in that town square would have died. There was kind of no avoiding that. Yes, someone was going to die. And she she tried to save people and 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 just ended up changing the people that died. Yeah, I agree (laughs) completely. Uh, But that's the thing. So like she fights for good. And in Age of Ultron, she loses her brother. Like, as a child, I mean, as a child, before she even gets to get involved in all this, she loses her parents. Right. And then she's on this, like, sort of revenge mission because she thinks it's the right thing to do. She thinks Stark is this terrible warmonger. And so she tries to stop him, joins the fight. Once she realizes she's on the wrong side, she jumps over Mm -hmm. and fights with Cap. 
and like and fights with the Avengers, and then she loses her brother. So they right. save the world, but Wanda loses. Yolanda loses someone important to her. Yep. And then the next movie is, you know, Avengers, right? Civil War. Next, Civil War, right. Civil War, she's trying to do the butt's best, and she does what she can with crossbones, and she loses her status as a hero. Mm-hmm. Like, she loses the trust of the world. She becomes a hunted person. She leaves a Civil War, like, on the run, running for her life. And then she goes on to uh, um, Infinity War, and she, again, does the right thing. Like, at the end of the movie, she does the right thing, and it just loses vision. You know, she, mm-hmm. like, saves the world and loses vision. And then gets and then dusted. In, yeah. And then in Wanda, and then, you know, again, and she still doesn't get, and then at the end, like, every, and then at the end of Endgame, sorry, kind of everyone else gets everyone back that they lost. Not everyone, but, like, the world lost half of its people, and everyone comes back. So at the end of that movie, they're all at the funeral, and everyone's sitting there with like their returned loved ones, and like all the people that she lost died. Yeah, like she didn't. You know, it's just this terrible, terrible no thing. No cap, no widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and no she Tony. lost. Yeah, no cap, no widow, no Tony, no vision, no brother. God, like all these people that she's Hawkeye lost, she's lost. Pick up a phone. <laughs> Um, she's lost person after person after person, and every time it's she makes the sacrifice and the world gets to live and she makes another sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And like then then in WandaVision, her her subconscious creates this world. She once she realizes what's going on, she decides to make the right decision, saves the town, but like loses her family that she's created. And like, so I, I don't think her character is inconsistent. I do think her character goes to a really dark place, mm-hmm. but I also think it's really believable because she's like constantly given of herself and yep. just constantly been, um, you know, she always loses. The world gets to survive. The world gets saved, but she always loses incredibly important loved ones every time Mm -hmm. every appearance she's lost something big and it's just terrible (laughs) and so like after thinking about it that way i'm like yeah she's i'd see why she ended up where and then add the dark hole then just you don't even have to add like give her children and then take them away yeah exactly and like hear them scream it like there was a lot it was a lot for her Mm -hmm. you could see why she was just like i just want my children i think i would go back for my man but some people want kids and some people just some want a partner. Some people <laughs> want kids. Yeah. So that's 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 my only pushback on the idea that she's like gone through the same thing. I think this I think WandaVision was her subconscious created this world mm-hmm. and then she decided to do the right thing cuz she always does the right thing. Well, there is like in the middle of the show during the Halloween episode where we the whole time think it's her subconscious, but she breaks her subconscious down after they send that drone and she walks out there and is like get out of here that's true that's true yeah but i i always took that to be like she's being protective of the, the there's like a yeah she's sort of splitting into this uh, like mm-hmm. you said her subconscious almost comes out um because it was her with her accent her hair yeah, her, the her, accent. Her, her avengers outfit yeah that's true it almost is the um like the scarlet witch part of her is like almost bifurcating from mm-hmm. the wanda part of her so I guess even there, even talking about it that way, she's it's always been there. This other mm-hmm. dark side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And then Doctor Strange, I definitely see uh the point there Spencer's making about him. That is kind of Doctor Strange art yeah. always. Doctor Strange his 
characters have problems and Tony's was always his like selfishness and hubris. And it, it was always his selfishness and hubris. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until his death that he finally like fully went selfless and like, you know, he still was, he still had hubris in his final moments. He says, I am Iron Man. Like he's yeah. all proud of what he's about to do. Like he's still, he's still that Tony with all his problems in his very last moments. I, I just think that Dr. Strange, while those are very subtly different things, like you don't have to hold the knife versus it's not mm-hmm. all about you. They are different things. He is still the guy in the, in the end of the first one, he's still the guy holding the knife as it were to Dormammu. You don't always learn your lesson in one, you know, one event or one sitting. And he was quite the jerk for many, many years. He was awful to people, you Mm -hmm. know, not maybe even Christine, but not Christine as much. But like, look at his friend or or his coworker. I don't think that guy was his friend. He was just always awful to him. He was always like, if he could show it up better, he would risk a patient's life just to show he could do the thing in a certain amount of time or do it without the help of a magnet or something just to prove he could do it. Yeah. And that's risking lives. Yeah, for sure. I think the first Dr. Strange is more about, it's not all about you is the message, but I think it's like, he's still the one fighting though. Like he's still, he's still the one jumping in Dormammu's face. And even though it's not about him, like he's not fighting for him. He learns to be selfless, right. but he doesn't learn to trust anyone else. To you do know what the I mean? job. Yeah, exactly. This one was not about learning to be selfless. It's about learning to, in a weird way, learning to delegate. That's a bad way to put it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not true. It's a, stop yeah. micromanaging bosses. We can do it. We can handle it. Yeah. I, Back yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I am. I'm very bad about that myself. I am. I'm very uh, sometimes I, I don't do well. It's one of the reasons I do all this editing because it's really hard for me to give it over to anybody else. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's a that's a hard lesson to learn for a lot of people. And so, I don't know, it's, it is two different lessons, although they're related, because that's, that's that, you know, you talk about Wanda with her inconsistency, like in many ways, that is consistency. Like the, the fact that the characters go through similar things, that's how people are a lot of times. Yeah. I make the same mistakes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, Spencer. That was uh, incredibly, incredibly meaningful email. We really appreciate you. And um, we'll, we'll keep those podcasts coming. and. Well, I can't take credit for like any kind of big impact. I just, I'm, we're very thankful that people yeah. care about the show. Like it's huge, huge to us. Very <laughs> I'm humbling. So bad at being like humbling about things. Cause I'm just like, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you're here to say the things that like <laughs> I feel. Cause I'm just not good at it. I'm bumbly. I'm like, Ugh. cause oh, it's man. just like a, you know, it's hard to yeah. not hard. Like when we hear it, it's hard to believe that our little, fun little show can impact people's lives like that. You're just like, really? yeah. you listen to my voice all night. This? <laughs> <laughs> and, I was like, and it soothes you. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's voice. No, I'm just this? Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I, the only reason I think I do see it and understand it is because I have shows that have the same meaning to me yeah. that have for years and like when I'm going through hard times, when I need distraction, when I need whatever, there's a lot of podcasts. I am a listener of many, many podcasts. And like I turn to those podcasts and like it is to us, this is. Uh, I'm trying to really think of the shows more and more this way where it's like, this is what I've always loved to do. Talk right. about geeky stuff with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I just want to I want to treat the shows that way. But right. then the fact that that experience for other people 
is like having friends to, to listen to talk to about a thing you know mm-hmm. it's it's really it's meaningful fun. Yeah, really it means the world it, to me it, it does yeah me too jeff too or sure jeff too sure i think he probably, <laughs> he probably feels that way but if he really felt that way he'd probably be here oh Morbius. Morbius o'clock I loved it. He'll never listen to this anyway. So yeah, he'll never hear that <laughs> sweet, sweet burn. Uh. <laughs> All right. Up next, we got Art Heeg on Gmail says, "Hello, Matt, Ashley, and Jeff. Welcome back. <laughs> sorry, sorry, he's not here today. It's his um, choice." <laughs> <laughs> I will say we had planned to do this earlier in the day when we didn't think he could make it, and so the last minute we were like. Jeff, it actually, it is later than your work. You can make it, but then he'd already made other plans. Yeah, I call that a little payback too, but he doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go see Top Gun, people. I had to in IMAX mm -hmm. and it was freaking awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it now. Because I I don't care. Is it great if you don't care about the first one? Like if you don't really care If you think that visually stunning effects and like, uh, jet planes are fucking awesome. Like I like, it's just awesome to see them do the things that they can do. I didn't know that the planes could do half of the stuff that they were doing. It was really crazy to watch. Mm. Like story, it doesn't need a story. Who cares? The first one oh, didn't okay. really have a story, but the the <laughs> the act, like the action and the way it was shot and the things that they were doing, you're just like s- stunning. It was beautiful. Mm. And it's just Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise, and he's cool. Everybody's cool. Uh, yeah, all the kids are cool. Miles Teller looks exactly like goose they picked a perfect like they got someone who could really act oh and he, is he, he playing goose's son. relative yes oh, you know, from the nice. little mustache no yeah. no I didn't, I didn't catch it i haven't seen the trailers actually i don't think or maybe oh, i'm so sorry i'm sorry i'm just no excited. it's fine okay it's fine. yeah yeah that's cool um okay sorry no you're good Back you're good the- we're, we're just telling you guys about all the other things in other universes <laughs> we've been watching this week um, it's been a lot i watched a lot of properties this weekend <laughs> <laughs> All right, up next, on back to this Doctor Strange feedback, we have Art Heeg on Gmail. Oh, I already started it. Um, first, he says, welcome back to Jeff. We picked on Jeff for a while. And so then, uh, first, I just want to say it is so good to hearing the three of you together again on the Instant Take cast. Wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it really, <laughs> I, I really liked it. I really liked it. I know I know, we're picking on Jeff, but I'm, I'm really glad he's going to be Well, the next line makes regularly. it even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> feedback short and sweet loved it <laughs> what a great film um but the main reason i'm writing in is because well i'm not really smart when it comes to things like this and i know you are the experts um so things aren't feeling very connected in the mcu for me these days even in this film there were only slight lines things that you may have needed to watch previous movies slash shows to pick up on. How does the multiverse fit into the timeline stuff from Loki? Uh, In that show, we learned that the sacred timeline and he who remains is protecting reality and trimming branches that don't follow the path he desires. And these branched timelines are alternate universes. Oh, I think he meant are. Are these branched timelines alternate universes? Yes. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then continuing, uh, so does that mean America Chavez can't slash didn't exist until after the events of Loki? Or do we sort of hand wave everything uh, that we see in the MCU as 
it is part of the sacred timeline. Probably a simpler answer, but I would love you to clear it up for me uh, because getting, I get very confused with all the timelines, realities, universes, Mephistorks, etc. <laughs> Later's <laughs> Gators, Art. I'm going to be real honest with you, Art. I don't know. <laughs> I get very confused with it too. We're, we're not. We haven't gotten to the point where they really, really explain what's going on yet. <laughs> I feel like they have, but I, you know, I definitely have have been wrong before and could be wrong again. But the way I see it, timelines are universes in this version of re- in this version of however time travel and timelines work. Timeline universe, same thing. Mm-hmm. So when they split off into different timelines and Loki. And once at one point, the universe was in the existence existed in this way that was trimming off all the branches. So you might still have these interactions with other universes like, like we see here, but before they could get to the point where they're interacting with each other a lot or causing a multiversal war, Kang or the one who remains would trim those branches because he doesn't want anything to cross the red line which would lead, I think the red line would lead to another Kang variant. I think that's the <laughs> idea. He's trying to make sure he's the only Kang in existence in any multi, in any version of the universe. Right. So any, any timeline that went beyond the red line, he would trim and trim, 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 trim. And then after Loki, there is now a, a multiverse and all things created. The thing that people are getting wrong, I think, is that Loki does not exist on the timeline. And it's honestly, it's almost impossible to understand this. I don't fully like it's impossible to grasp it with our human minds (laughs) because it's not how time works. But fourth dimensional. okay, the idea of fourth dimensional. So, like, if you're looking at a piece of paper, it's two dimensions, right? Two two dimensional piece of paper and you're outside of it. So you're in three dimensions. You're looking at the piece of paper. You're looking at a two dimensional item. Mm hmm. Someone who is outside of time is looking down at parts of the universe as if they are, they, they're, so I'm trying yeah, this is, oh. like uh, you can imagine a creature, sorry, who views time as the fifth, fourth dimension, right? They exist outside of it. So they are looking at us, our world as a piece of paper. Right to them, it's one dimension shorter. So that's what Kang is. Kang, or the one who remains, is outside of the timeline, and you actually see it. He's sitting in that chair, and he sees that like timeline swirling around him. You know that mm-hmm. little track, and that's his universe. That's the universe that he has been cultivating, like trimming the branches, pruning. He's literally like this is the tree that he has built. This is his little bonsai, and he has kept it safe from all other universes by not allowing branches. But once he's killed, all the branches exist. But since he lives outside of time, it didn't start before, like it would have started before the, before, at the very beginning of time, mm-hmm. the beginning of the timeline. So all, all the forks that exist in the timeline exist both prior to and after the sacred timeline, like after Loki did what he did. Does that make sense? Sure. No. No, kind okay. of a little bit. Yeah, I, I think the big thing I'm saying is like what what Sylvie did by killing he who remains 
impacts the timeline all the way back to the beginning of time. Like multiverses okay. exist now. There's okay. no one trimming them. We see them in a in in multiverse in a Loki. They go to like an old church in the 14th hundreds or something. Remember that? Oh, and like they go Babylon. To, um, with the yes, Pompeii? yes, they they go to Pompeii, but they also go to that church. Where the little boy is there and they prune that one branch. It's like the 1400s and Sylvie okay. has been living there. Uh, oh, yeah, or, okay. or, or Sylvie was there at some point and she killed a whole team. They say that she killed a whole team who was trying to prune this universe. Okay. So Sylvie. So it's clear that Sylvie, even though she is there in like probably similar timeline to Loki, like existing in our era, like the 20th century or whatever. Mm hmm. But she can still affect things all the way back to the beginning of time. So okay. they can jump forward and backwards in time. So once she kills He Who Remains, no one's controlling that timeline anymore. He didn't exist at a certain fixed point on the timeline. So she didn't kill He Who Remains in 2022. And then after that, the multiverse exists. She killed He Who Remains in some sort of dimension that is outside of our time and is looking down in our universe like a piece of paper. Right. Okay. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. So okay. everybody keeps talking about like did it exist before now? And like technically because the sacred timeline has been the sacred timeline, that's the one we've been watching, there have been no interactions with other multiverses up until now. But right. the branches that we've seen branch off, those all exist now. So any branches from another time, all these other universes have been having all the time since the beginning of the universe to fork as much as they want. Okay. Forking left and right. Lots of forking. Lots of forking. I'd be forking. That, the universe is so forked up. <laughs> They're forking to the north. They're forking to the south. <laughs> so that's a long, confusing time travel explanation that I, I, I'm sure a lot of you 30, so seconds, 30 seconds forward through. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody wants to know. I'll just, like, I'll just go with that. I'm going to be like, that is... Correct, and I don't want to hear anything else about it because then it gets confusing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that is what they're getting at. Yeah, that's that's my best explanation. Uh, because I mean, it doesn't even make any sense if it's not. Because how would this other how would this other universe with the Illuminati exist if like right. they just started forking and when if Loki exists on the timeline when they start forking in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one. Like, there's not time for all that change, you know? So right. this is, Loki is happening outside time of the timeline. And if you really think about it, Loki was from 2012. Uh, so, like, I don't know. It, it just, I guess that gives a few more years, but, like... Not I, that many. I, no, not that yeah. many. Uh, definitely not enough for there to be a universe made of paint. Or, no. yeah, like... No. <laughs> that's some divergent... Or dino, dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, dinosaurs. Oh, the, the Savage Land. Oh, that'd be cool. Ugh. That'd be cool. All right. Up next, we got Josh Langner on Gmail says, okay, here we go. This whole movie didn't meet any of my expectations, and that was glorious. I love, <laughs> love, love that Wanda, our Wanda, and not some variant, was the big villain. She was beautiful. The raw grief propelling her character was so compelling to watch. I had a villain I couldn't hate. It was a wonderful torment. <laughs> so well written. So well done. Thanks, Josh. Uh, something I noticed was the book of Vishanti 
was supposed to give them what they needed to defeat Wanda. Strange says to the book, please give, give us what we need. Then Wanda vaporizes it. But as it is burning, we see a signed page float away. On that page is a star, and Strange sees it. It's the book is telling him, America is all you need. And in that moment, he gets it. There is so much I could say about this movie. I probably need a therapy session tomorrow. (laughs) But at least we didn't have to endure a Tom Cruise Iron Man. (laughs) And that's from Josh. That's good, Josh. That's great. I didn't. I'd have to watch again. I didn't notice that. No, I didn't either. I love that a lot. Even then, you, you know, if he sees a star, he could also take that as I need her power. You know, but instead he chooses. I still think he's making a choice in the end to like, I'm going to trust her. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to not be. I've seen these other two strangers and their attempts to do everything themselves. Like, that's really what what happens is those other two strangers. One can't reach the book. And it's because he tried to do everything himself. He tried to take her power instead of trusting her. And then Doctor Strange in the Illuminati verse didn't trust the Illuminati. And he went outside of them and did their did his own thing. Tried to do it all himself, and it, it got everybody killed. Yep. In the end. Strangers. Strangers. All right, and last feedback of this episode, we're going to go with uh, David Dart on Gmail. Hello, Matt, Ashley, and hopefully Jeff. Man, I hope Jeff. Jeff should really listen to this episode. All these uh, hopefully Jeffs. Boop, and, boop, and Jeff, glad you're back. And he's, he's just chilling somewhere. <laughs> just He's just sitting on his front lawn, just drinking a Mai Tai. Just drinking and, a Mai Tai. Yeah. Pinky's up. <laughs> Pinky's up. Please <laughs> please just start writing in Jeff Pinky's up and like Jeff Pinky's and up. We won't tell him what it means. It'll be great. Yeah, cuz he's definitely not going to listen to this. This is all a secret between all of us. <laughs> it's so funny. This it's is like true. just us and 10,000 people will people. know will know this inside joke and Jeff will yeah. never. <laughs> like what is happening? <laughs> And if, if they don't do it, I'll just add it at the beginning. For it. <laughs> <laughs> Start adding it in. Oh, all right. Up next, we got David. Uh, continues. I've been listening since WandaVision, but this is my first time writing in. Anyways, I have a few questions about the Darkhold. Was the Darkhold in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the same Darkhold in DS Mom? If so, how did it get from Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, to Agatha? Plus, why does it look so different from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to WandaVision? If it is not the same one, how did they even obtain another copy of it? Sorry if some of my senses didn't sound right, uh, as English is not my first language. Love you guys 3000. Thank you, uh, David. They were perfect, though, they, yeah. David. Yeah. You, you killed it. You killed it. I have this question, too, because I feel like yeah. we talked about it, but I don't remember. Well, I think the thing that makes it clear to me that it's not the same book is in Doctor Strange, they say it's a copy. Okay. Right? Like, well, the original is scribed on the walls of Wondercore. Exactly. So we're thinking that there's multiple copies? Yeah. I, I think there's multiple copies, although there well, were. not anymore, they're not. Not anymore. <laughs> she, killed, she destroyed all Darkholds in all universes, so I think it's safe to say that Wanda has cleared up our Darkhold problem. Uh, and so wherever Robbie Reyes took that book, it is now gone. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I think that's uh, I, I think that's the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, because it's a copy. And that's the thing. Like a lot of people had that question. Like, why does it look so different? Da, 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 da. 
But like, mm-hmm. I think it's just a different copy. Like someone went to Mount Wondegore and like, or Mount Wonderbread and inscribed the book. And then someone else also did that at some point in the past. And they're both yeah. powerful because they're both the same inscriptions. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's that's my my read. So many copies. She did get her No More Mutants moment. It was just with the Darkhold. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She destroyed Darkhold <laughs> no. across all realities and multiverses. I, You know, they, you, you, you make a great point. I wish she'd said no more. Like, right as she was, uh, like... Like like no like, more darkholds. Yeah, I feel like no more darkholds might have been a little too far, but like just yeah. like like no, no more because it also could have meant like a lot of things. Like mm-hmm. no more of her grief. Like she's she's like ending her experience in life by destroying all these. But also like no one else will experience this. Um, you know, be taken over by this force. You know, no one else mm-hmm. will experience that this 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 way. Like I I think no more would have been a really nice comics call out and then like no more and then like the the temple falls and then he realizes what she did and that would have been like oh that, that was a good no that was a good comics reference yeah i would have really liked that yeah me too damn it damn it why we always gotta think of things that they didn't think <laughs> of um, yes sam um let's see uh on the live chat someone did tag us uh says sparksman Spark Sam, I think actually. Spark Sam 85 says Kang is what will connect it all and lead us to secret wars. I think that is pretty likely. Yeah. I think this uh with Doctor Strange talking about incursions, I think that like makes it pretty likely that we're leading to secret wars in some yeah. form. Is that next or is Ant-Man first or Ant-Man is next year. Okay. I think I think early next year, I think. So, um if it's still on the set slot slate for the same time, would that be next technically with Kang? It's the next one announced with Kang. It's really the only one we have announced with Kang. Um, but uh, February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. So we're you know seven months away. Mm, okay, that's not too far. Maybe eight months. Um, that's exciting. That's gonna be good. I'm just like looking, yeah. looking at all the people in it that have been announced. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited for that one a lot. I can't wait. I miss Paul Rudd. Yeah. I don't know if you rem- you know or remember this, but for some reason, Bill Murray has been announced for that movie. That's fun. I'm very yeah, excited. Would, but they haven't said who he's going to be or what. And oh. like, I would love him as almost anything. We had, but the, one of the first podcasts we ever made of the MCU cast, me and Jeff joked that... Um, we wanted, uh, we, we, we were just like, oh yeah, Bill Murray can do anything. Somebody had asked us like, what do you should play? And so we joked about a universe that would be all Bill Murray, like an MCU that's just Bill Murray playing all the characters, Bill Murray, Thor, Bill Murray, Iron Man, Bill Murray, Cap. Like it was just like this big joke we made. And now that Bill Murray is cast in Mania, I want so bad, so bad for them to like jump to a universe. Cause it would totally work in the Ant-Man like like vibe like the vibe yeah, of Ant-Man, oh, yeah if they jumped to a universe that was just all bill murray's that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> it would absolutely be a reference to this podcast there's no way that wouldn't be <laughs> totally listening i told you we've been saying it for years <laughs> all right um thanks guys miss ashley always wonderful to cast with you Mr. my friend carol great time yes yes um and we'll be back uh soon we got uh this week so let me give you guys the rundown. 
of when we're when we're going to be doing um the live watch so we're doing uh our live watch of miss marvel will start at 7:45 central uh on wednesday a.m or p.m p.m sorry that's a very good question yeah uh <laughs> Yeah, we're we're gonna do PM this time. Uh, it just schedules didn't really oh work out. Oh my god, out. you guys are doing it the exact same time we do Obi Wan. No, we're doing no, no, no. You guys are doing it right before. We're oh, you're doing seven thirty Eastern. Eastern. So yes, the, so so yeah, we're gonna send out an email. So if you're not on an email list, go to strandedpanda.com, sign up on the email list, so you can. We're gonna send out an email every week with the live stream schedule because we got a lot of cool podcasts being live streamed like almost every day there's something cool um but this week we've got uh 5 30 <laughs> at 5 30 central we're gonna try to do a watch party for kenobi and then at 6 30 they're gonna be doing kenobi uh on the zen madman channel and then at 7 45 because we're gonna give ourselves an extra 15 minutes to make sure they finish up uh 7 45 central we're gonna do miss marvel watch party and then 8.45, the live stream on Twitch. So, uh, so yeah, join us for that. Very, very excited for... It's a lot. Uh, you know, I, I'm excited because we haven't been able to do a uh, prime time watch party. And I feel like that well, I feel might like be really good. we should good. have been doing it all along. And I hope this test works out. <laughs> I hope so, too. I hope so, too. I, the, the only thing about a prime time watch party that's a bummer is it gets the podcast out a day later. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a bummer for people like watch it at midnight and then want to find a podcast about the show it's good to make the show as early as possible but like well, what if you guys watched it and cast it before and then still do the live watch party with everybody else we could we could we could yeah. absolutely do that i i actually think it'd be really fun to do some stranded panda watch parties that have nothing to do with like we're about to do a podcast you know like mm-hmm. just like for fun like let's all watch iron man next week or whatever you know like I, I yeah we've talked about it before but like yeah that that kind of stuff would be really fun just community activity stuff mm-hmm. but it's just i'm just podcasting every night so it's hard to plan it <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but guys we'll be back very very soon uh with all kinds of stuff go join that email list strandedpanda.com peace uh, until next time true believers Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.